it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Hey, let's start with something interesting. Last week, someone purchased the first Apple iPhone at an auction. How much do you think they got? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, $200,000. Whoa, that's crazy. It was all packaged up, of course. Now, they're also selling some other vintage Apple gear over at Sotheby's this coming week. And let's think what it could be. Maybe it's an Apple tie. Maybe it's Steve Jobs' first Windows PC. Mm -mm. It's size 10 and a half sneakers. Apparently, uh, Steve Jobs made these sneakers for a sales conference and gave everybody a pair. And somebody just never wore them. They're size 10 and a half. And they have the Apple logo on the side. It's the old school rainbow color logo. It kind of looks like a pair of old Nikes. And you ready for the price? $50,000. Wow. Good. You know, I'm thinking about buying some Velcro strips for my sneakers and just getting rid of laces. Because how easy would that be? I mean, why not? <laughs> and on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls to this. It's the biggest, baddest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. It's award-winning, of course, as well. And I'm America's beloved digital goddess, Kim Commando, here with you once again. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And you can find us on 420 top stations across the United States for streaming and your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can find us as a podcast and as a webcast 24-7, three months worth of archives over at commando.com. You just want to go ahead and hit that yellow button for the Commando community. And a special hello goes out to our listeners in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force, and 175 different countries who are joining us on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women. I love that. And I'm sure you have at least one, two, or 12 questions about something in your digital life I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 And if you need immediate tech support, you need somebody to come into your house, to come into your life and fix any type of tech issue that you have that's plaguing your little brain, head over to GetKimsHelp.com. Once again, that's GetKimsHelp.com. And that's my team of experts who I trust, and you can too. Once again, that's getkimshelp.com. All righty. Every single day, I go to at least 30 different websites. And here are five things that are happening in the tech world you need to know right now. And we're going to start in Virginia. Well, this is a story, by the way, that I want you to tell all the kids in your family. I want you to just tell them the story because you're going to plant a seed and it's going to be a seed that they will remember in case they're ever faced in this type of situation. It's about a 15-year-old girl who disappeared without a trace. Her parents and her neighborhood searched frantically. Volunteers came out. No luck. They could not find this little 15-year-old girl. Now, in reality, she was gone from the neighborhood. She was on a bus headed across the country to Tolleson, Arizona, with her kidnapper, 28-year-old guy by the name of Ethan Roberts. How did they meet? Online. That's right. So Ethan went to Virginia to take the girl away to his home in Arizona. And he said, oh, well, if you want to bring some things with you, that would be okay. What did she bring with her? Her Nintendo Switch. So her friends and family, they're all just, you know, devastated because they can't find her. But their luck hadn't run out. 
The Nintendo Switch has a feature that lets you alert your friends that you're online and you're playing or if you're just watching a YouTube video. When she logged in, the girl did, the 15-year-old girl, to actually play a game, her smart friend across the country noticed that she had logged in. And then her smart friend called the police and said, hey, I think she's online. I think I found her. So the police contacted Nintendo. They got the IP address, which led it straight to this 28-year-old guy who was making the 15-year-old girl do child pornography. They arrested him, and he is sentenced to 30 years in a federal prison. 30 years. I hope he gets real familiar with brooms. That's all I'd like to say. Uh, Number two, tech support scams are having a twist. You know, the ones they call you and they say, hey, you know, you have fraud on your account. We found, speaking of child porn, on your system. We need to get that off and we need to uh, make sure that uh, you pay us. So you need to give us gift cards or send us money by Venmo or Zelle or something like that. Well, the new twist is this. You're still going to get the phone call the phishing email, or maybe a link on a website. But instead of them asking you for gift cards, they're going to say, we want cash. Yes, we need cash. And we need you to go to your bank and get 500 thousands of dollars, whatever it may be. We want you to put it inside of a magazine. We don't care which one, just make it a good magazine. And then stuff it into an envelope, take it to FedEx or UPS or what have you, and then mail it to us. And then we'll go ahead and start taking care of all of your issues. So you might be sitting there thinking, like, who would be dumb enough to do this? Well, apparently so many people are that dumb that the FBI has issued a a big old warning. So make sure you tell your family members and friends about this one, too. This, This particular scam is really targeting folks who are older adults. So those are the people in your lives you really need to share this with. All right, moving on to number three. Let's talk about going camping, right? If you're planning on heading to Yellowstone, Yosemite, or Grand Canyon, you have to book a camping spot in advance. Now, 51 million people camped in the United States last year. Not me, but a lot of people do like it. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reports that while campsites are fully booked, by the time you get there, they're usually half empty. Why? Because of no-shows. So there are now cancellation alert services, Camp Flare. It's a website and an app, scans national parks, state parks, national forests for cancellations every 45 seconds. There's another app, Camp Scanner. It works the same way, and it tracks cancellations listed on recreation.gov, and the plans cost $79 a year. It scans every five minutes at 15 locations. I know it's pretty expensive, but if you're looking for a last-minute camping trip this summer, definitely worth the investment. The names of those apps again, Camp Flare and Camp Scanner. All right, moving on to number four, have you ever really checked to make sure you haven't left anything at an Airbnb? I sure do. I go through everything. I thought this was kind of funny, the story about Juliana over at Airbnb in Miami. She was posting about stuff that people leave in her Airbnb. Uh, She says there's always food, there's alcohol. She said it just kills her when she has to pour down bottles down the drain, especially if it's uh, Don Julio. Uh, Wedding leftovers, stuff. Top the charts, too, and then she may just give it to the cleaner. She may donate it. But bigger items that people have left behind, a Marc Jacobs bag, a scarf, and a hat. And then she contacts the people and say, hey, do you want this uh, this stuff back? And one person said, no, no, no. It was a gift for a friend, and I'm not that person's friend anymore, so uh, now a gift for you. 
And last, this number five coming in. If you are dating online, you really need to listen up to this, okay? Uh, They did a study, about 1,400 folks on Tinder. And what they found is that two-thirds of those people who are already in a relationship or just hooked up with somebody else, um, some are even married. Two-thirds of the people in this survey on Tinder. So just keep this in mind. Just keep this in mind, right? That if you're out there dating online, um, a lot of folks are already in relationships. Akisha in Seattle. Well, um, I am, I have um, something that I came up with that's really cool. And I need some advice, help um, to build a app and a prototype and have it patented. Okay. Well, um, first of all, uh, you, you need to speak to an attorney, like a patent attorney. Uh, because that's really somebody who can make sure that the patent application and all the the dots and are crossed and all that other good stuff. Uh, but you can start by number one. Let me just give you some ideas, okay? Number one, you have to okay. you got to document your idea and and any functionalities of this invention, okay? Uh, and then after that, you that's when you take that uh, to a patent attorney. And then that's where they're okay. going to file a patent application. Now, then you might want to develop a prototype. Now, for that, you may find somebody around there in Seattle, I'm sure, uh, some type of product development company or industrial designer or engineer who can help you create a prototype. Now, you can find these people online, but I'm not sure if I would do all this online, especially if I think this invention is really darn good. Okay. I'd be more yeah. inclined to, to find somebody who I can have them sign a non-disclosure. They're located in my hometown, okay, or close to it. And okay. because they're in the United States, they're governed by U.S. law, and they're not in Bangladesh somewhere. Okay. Uh, then, <laughs> you know, and then the other thing you want to do is just do a preliminary patent search. And you can do that yourself. Uh, just go to the U.S. Oh. Patent and Trademark uh, database, the website. So it's the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, and okay. then and then after that, you can source some manufacturing, and then you get into marketing and sales. Now, um, I will tell you, I'm not going to say what you invented, okay? Okay, but in your question to me, you said what you invented. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, you have competition. Uh, I really? I had um, a gentleman on the air with me probably about a year ago who was bringing this product to market. Now, you know, you know there are mm-hmm. well, there are eight brands of dish detergent on the shelves, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't compete, but I just wanted to make you aware. So if you do a search, I think he'll probably pop up. Um it, does it depend on does it depend on what um, how he patented it? You know, I, I you know what I'm not that familiar with patents, and I don't want to give you any type of legal advice advice because I'm just my head doesn't go there um, because I'm just I'm not qualified to do that. You know, okay, and I don't yeah you know, yeah uh, I just and, but I don't want to discourage you either because you know I believe that if you have a great idea and if you have ambition and gumption and smarts. 
that America is a great place because like you can come up, for example, I want to do a radio show that talks about consumer tech when nobody knew about consumer tech and everybody told me it was stupid. It was dumb. It would never work. Okay. Well, hello. Okay. Here, right. I, here <laughs> I am. Okay. And so, uh, so I don't want to, dis- I never want to discourage an entrepreneur. Never, ever. But I just want you to go out and look a little deeper for this. And be sure that okay. be sure you search that uh, patent and trademark database for something like this. I, I, I think he was when last time I spoke to this guy again because I had him on the air because I thought it was such a great idea. But I don't want to tell everybody what the idea is. Is that he was getting substantial funding uh, from Ooh. people in that industry? Now, did he get the funding? I don't know. Okay, maybe he's looking for a partner. I don't know. But I think if you do some searching, you'll find him. Now, if for, I don't know, say you search, you know, a couple of days and you can't find it, then, uh, you know, write us a note back and we'll see if we can dig something up and then point you in that direction. Keisha, and once again, thank you for your call. And uh, you know what? You can do this. Oh, yeah, we can do it. We can squeeze in another great phone call right here. Michael in Beaumont, Texas. Hi, Kim. If I could steal an extra 10 seconds, you are my hero. I feel like a dumb Wookiee sometimes, and you've just guided me through the digital universe. Thank oh, you so much. You um, but I've been making business connections all over the world, and a lot of my connections, particularly, Kim, in the uh, Asian countries, mm-hmm. are very anxious to have me connect on WhatsApp. And I'm a little apprehensive with some of what I've heard about it, and I just wanted to get the official word from you on how I should proceed, please. Well, I'm glad that you called. Um, what kind of business are you doing? I'm a restaurant manager and, uh, it turns out some of the challenges are global and we exchange ideas and, you know, problem solving tips and, and things like that. It's not a necessity. It's become a social thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I definitely try to minimize the number of apps that I use. So I I was wondering if what I should, should particularly watch out for, for WhatsApp. Well, WhatsApp, it's owned by Facebook. Okay. Uh, and just so you know, a lot of the data sharing is going to be happening back and forth. Some people are concerned about that. Some people are like, I give up. <laughs> they have all my data and they're just going to keep getting all the data. Um, oh, yeah. WhatsApp it can be used by scammers and cyber criminals. Uh, so make sure you're always careful about unknown numbers. Uh, you know, you don't want to give away any real person of information. You're smart. You're not going to share passwords or anything like that. Uh, now, WhatsApp, the web lets you use it right on your computer. Uh, so just keep that in mind if you have any sensitive messages or that. Now, when it comes to privacy settings, you really need to get into there um, because unless you turn it off, people can see when you are on last. Uh, they can get read receipts. They see your profile photo. They can get a lot of personal information about you. So that's why I also want to make sure that you sign up and you set up the two-step verification. Uh, because this way you're going to get a six-digit PIN if anybody tries to steal your account. Now, by default, and this is a big one, by default, anyone can add you to a group chat. Uh, now, so you might just want to change that because that can get a pretty annoying, right? Uh, oh, yeah. And so you change it from my contacts to my contacts accept, and then just get in the really the privacy settings and drill down in there and just be careful when you're using it because, you know, you know, there's just... You're just so, I mean, it seems like every time you turn around, somebody's getting scammed. You know, it's like. Oh, oh yeah. All day. You're the personal, the professional uh, all day. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, you know, I wish like, you know, we could go back when life was all hunky dory. But, you know, we were getting scammed then, but it doesn't seem like they were all as sophisticated as they are now. 
But, you know, as... it was easier to find them then. <laughs> yes, it was. Now they're just located all around the world and they're and yeah. they're and they're 10 years old. <laughs> OK, and that's when they get started in figuring out how they can steal money from all these Americans. Well, you know, have some fun, Mike. And uh, again, just just head into those privacy settings and look at every single option. And thanks again for your call. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, ways that you can tell that your webcam has been hacked. And before we get to that, you know, let's talk about golf. Okay, you can buy a smartwatch for golfers that shows the holes, the wind speed, distances for about 500 bucks. But if you have an Apple Watch, a really great app is called Hole 19. You can keep score on your watch as well, get distances in the front, back, and middle of the green, and it's free. And if you want a handicap calculator, maps, and shot tracking, that's 50 bucks a year. Next up, the Tag Heuer golf app. Now, if you golf more than a few times a year, you're going to want the premium version. Yeah, that costs. Anytime you say premium, you get maps, distances, shot measuring, 40 bucks a year. And finally, 18 birdies is free. But guess what? Oh, you're so smart. You're going to want the premium version because it has stats, more play options, the blind shot compass. So, you know, if you're pointed at the green when you can't see it, that's always my problem. Uh, $100. But you can try all three for free. And you're bound to love really one. Okay, so let's see. Those names are, once again, we're talking about Hole 19, Tag Heuer, uh, 18 birdies. And if you need links to any of these, we have them all over at commando.com. Uh, Gracie in Oklahoma, glad to have you with us. We recently bought a house in a rural, well, just outside a rural town in Missouri. And there is no internet service available. It's hard to believe, but it's true. You're like, oh, so, yeah, so I guess we're looking at satellite and we're wondering if you have any better options. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your cell phone coverage there? It's pretty good. Okay. So that would that would probably be a, a really good option uh, is to look at your cell phone carrier and then to see what kind of package mm-hmm. that they could put together. Um, and especially if you have a, a decent cell phone signal. Now, the other thing that you could do uh, and I believe you sent me an email, so I, I actually checked on, because I was curious, I wanted to see if you could get Starlink. Now, Starlink is Elon Musk's satellite business. Have you heard about that? Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. so I punched in your address and said, sorry, Charlie, no <laughs> residential Starlink for you on that road in Missouri. Uh, but if you're really desperate, uh, Starlink, they do sell a business package that you could get. And but it's two hundred and fifty dollars a month, and then the hardware brace yourself is two thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, uh, but as I was on the Starlink page, it said that they were hoping that they were going to have access on your road uh, by the end of this year. So the worst case is is that you'll have to do the cell phone packages, the cellular data plans mm-hmm. rather, uh, until mm-hmm. Starlink is available. I have Starlink at uh, at my house, and it works phenomenal. It just it, it's it's great, um, and really? it's six hundred dollars for the gear, and then it's about one hundred and ten dollars a month, and it really is is a stellar solution. Um, I happen to use it as a backup, so that if for some reason the Cox cable dives, which uh, it does, okay, I don't know why, it just seems to happen that if we're doing a show or something from the house that I can still get online. So it's it's really for me as a backup. But the times that we do need to use it, the latency really is not an issue as it used to be. Now, of course, you have Hughes. Uh, they've been around for a long time as a satellite provider, but they're super expensive. 
So, you know, unless you got Rockefeller in your middle name, that may not be something for you. Uh, but I would definitely look at, you know, using a cellular data plan. Uh, you may also, just for giggles, call a local telephone company. And I know what you're thinking, like, Kim, don't put me on a dial-up. I'm not. I'm not putting you on a dial-up. Is that sometimes in these rural communities is that you can still get a DSL line. And mm-hmm. it just may be worth checking out to see if somehow there's a DSL line there. Because I've heard really strange stories that somehow they got it in the middle of a farm in the middle of Nebraska. They got a DSL line. They're not sure where it came from or when it got there, you know? So uh, that just is, you know, just a kind of a, a crazy option for you. And then there's fixed wireless, but that requires a point to point. And you probably already would have found that person if they were already doing that. So uh, I would sign up for Starlink and give them your address. And this way you can get notified when they do reach your community until then, you're looking at using your cellular data plan, uh, which keep in mind, it's not going to be the same as a really fast uh, wired connection or satellite connection, but it's pretty darn close, especially if you can get 5G. I think you're going to be really pleased with it. And uh, thanks for your call today, Casey. I love this. Yes. Jenny, you're up next. Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm having problems with tiny voices coming through my speakers on my computer with no applications running. Okay, so people are, you're hearing sounds out of your computer? I'm hearing people talking. I have conversations or news reports, but they're all in Chinese. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about how that might be happening, okay? Uh, And I'm just going to go through some different situations, and then you'll have to say, yeah, I did that, or yes, I can try that type of thing, all right? Uh, First of all, we want to rule out any possibilities of any website or that may be doing this. So you want to... Make sure all your browser tabs are closed, all your applications are closed, okay? And I control uh, all the task manager and did all that. Okay, and then you also have something called the volume mixer. Uh, and you want to see if any other applications are showing sound input when the voices are starting because that can help you identify the source. Uh, you want to do a full system scan, you know, antivirus, anti-malware, uh, you want to up, update your audio drivers because maybe you have some outdated or corrupt audio drivers. You can just go to the manufacturer's website for your PC or sound card. Uh, you okay. can uh, check your network, uh, make sure that you don't have any unauthorized devices. And so you're, you don't have a wide open wireless network that you have it protected with a really good password. And you can also just limit it to just your devices, too. Um, sometimes speakers can pick up radio signals, but I'm not really seeing a, a, a radio station near you in Colorado Springs that's, <laughs> that's speaking Mandarin. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, uh, and it's very random. So it happens like in the middle of the night. If I haven't turned the speakers off or turned the muted the computer, suddenly there'll be people talking that just appear in there. And I'm just looking around. Trying to figure out where they're coming from. You're like, I'm hearing voices and I don't understand <laughs> what they're saying. I was afraid that if people thought I had taken leave of my senses, because, mm-hmm. you know, it really does sound. My husband was so funny. He goes, Your friends are back. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Your friends are back. <laughs> you know, go, go through. I'm going to send you a list of things to check. All right. 
Now, oh, that'd be great. Now, if if that doesn't work and your friends are still around, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a remote tech support service, and if they don't fix your problem, you don't pay. Uh, and these are my tech experts. Uh, you can go to it's uh, over at getkimshelp.com. Once again, it's getkimshelp.com. And, and it's really good for these types of situations where, you know, it's really hard for me to like jump through the the speakers here and and give you some hands on support so that you could go through each and every one of these processes. And then you can actually see somebody do this, by the way. Uh, once again, that website is getkimshelp.com. But we're going to send you the list of things to check yourself, Jenny. But if you need any other help, uh, somebody actually go in that computer to remote in somebody who you can trust. You want to go to getkimshelp.com. And once again, thanks for your call. Yeah, she definitely needs getkimshelp.com. All right. You look at your PC or your Mac, you notice that the webcam light is on. You're like, what? I don't think any app is using my camera. Is it some creepy person or what's going on? Well, here are some things to look for. Number one, that webcam light. The light should only come on when the camera is in use, right? Uh, Next up, some weird icons or unfamiliar programs that just pop up right on, say, the home screen on your phone or on your desktop. Well, Creeps could have installed software that access your webcam. Uh, Number three, uh, you get unexpected pop-ups or documents in your files. Where did that come from? Hmm. Your webcam could be hacked. Uh, Number four, well, it's actually your friends. They start receiving some weird messages or emails from you. Here's what could be happening behind the scenes. Your webcam could be compromised and the hacker is sending and receiving data from it. Now, also your browser. Maybe start looking at it and you see extensions that you didn't install yourself. Well, hackers use those to access your webcam. And one clear sign is that if the light turns on whenever you open your browser, if the light turns on whenever you open your browser, that's when you need to check for any weirdo extensions. And if you need this complete list because you want to refer to it again or maybe share it with your family members and friends to say, hey, I'm tech smart and you should be too, head over to the website. That's commando.com. And then there's a button there at the top that says show pics. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With 0 to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Bert in Chattanooga, Georgia. Well, it's, uh, I'm close to the Tennessee line. I'm actually in LJ, Georgia, about 60 miles uh, southeast of Chattanooga. Wow. Must be really pretty but, up there, huh? Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Uh, I've got a cabin in here on a ridge line that in the summertime, I feel like I'm in a tree house. And in the wintertime, <laughs> I can see the North Georgia mountains. <laughs> that's that's super duper. So what's going on in your mind? Well, it's um, we don't have all of the loops on everything for electricity like they do in the big cities. And um, a tree can take down the power and we can be out of power anywhere from uh, 30 minutes to three and four and five days, depending on how bad the storm was and how many trees fell down. And I do have Wi-Fi. In fact, I've um, got uh, uh, fiber optics coming in here shortly. Nice. But uh, when I lose power, my generator is 
programmed to only come on every 30 minutes or every two and a half, three hours to keep my refrigeration going and my hot water going. And, uh, but I don't have a, a battery pack up for my router. And I was just wondering if, uh, you could recommend something that would keep me in Wi-Fi when I don't have any power. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden it's like, I need to get on the internet right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make sure that everything's going to be okay in the world. I need to check my TikTok and my Facebook and my email and all that other good stuff. I, You know what? I totally get it because um, we have a generator at our house and it's a whole house generator, fortunately. And so, but it does sometimes take uh, a little hiccup and I'm like, what's going on? You know, so anyway, I totally get that. So when you start looking at a UPS, some things that you want to consider is, of course, uh, how much power it can provide. Okay. And then also the runtime, how long it can provide that power. And so you gave me that 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. in between the generator kicking in and then going off and good stuff like that. Uh, so you also want to take a look at the, the brand. And that's really important because when you go shopping for a UPS on Amazon, you see all these different makers, right? Uh, uh, yes, ma'am. And, and they, it gets to be confusing. And so there's only really two brands that I would ever buy. One is called APC. Okay. Uh, okay. It's been around for a long time. The other one's called CyberPower. And uh, just keep in mind that the actual runtime of the UPS depends upon the router and the draw of that router. That was my New York accent coming out. Sorry about that. The draw. The draw of the, <laughs> the power. Well, actually, I have your VPN uh, router here. Oh, awesome. Okay, good. That's, that's, that's wonderful. That's great. Um, and uh, so when we start looking at model numbers, I don't want to give you model numbers on the air because then you're going to start writing them down and then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I was that, did she say a 600 or was that a 1200? You know? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold, Bert. Okay. Okay. And then our lovely Amber is screening calls today. And then she's going to uh, go ahead and just give you the three model numbers that I, I recommend from APC and CyberPower. And just look at the ones that are in your price range. Uh, and then I have a little write-up on each of one that uh, that we recommend also over the website. And some of these also have a, a USB charging port, which I think is pretty awesome, too. So you can uh, still charge your phone and your other stuff if you need to at the same time. And, Bert, once again, thank you for your call. Hey, if you're looking for any of the picks that I just mentioned, you can find them over on the website in the shopping section. That's commando.com, and there's a big old shopping button right there on the homepage. Think about things in real life. The pricier the neighborhood, the more expensive the grocery store, of course. But guess what? Some websites, they work the same way. Only one in three Americans know that online shops use your device's location to raise and lower prices right on their products. It's a big number. That's only one in three. So depending upon where you live, you could get the short end of the stick with deals. But there are ways around this. Number one, you want to use a VPN. And then you can change your virtual location to one you think might get lower prices on products. And then you buy from there but of course, you're going to ship to your same home address. So the VPN that that I use and I recommend is the Showpick is ExpressVPN. Why? Because they don't track what you do online and they don't slow you down. You can get a deal three months free over at expressvpn.com slash Kim. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. Okay, next up, you're going to compare prices online. That's where sites like Price Grabber and Google Shopping, they look at cost of items all over the web. And so you can see where the cheapest one is. Uh, Number three, you can track prices on just the product that you want. So if you have Chrome, 
Uh, Keepa is a really powerful extension. That's Keep in the letter A. And you can also keep tabs on price history charts on what you want to buy on Amazon. Or you can use the site Camel, 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 Camel. And by the way, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, you're wondering if those reviews are correct and they're legit, just use fakespot.com. Once again, that's fakespot.com. And you can always find me 24-7 at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Prohibited.